You have reached your destination. You're listening. Being a superhero is bad for your health. Now that you're here, why don't you stay a while? The coffee's all brewing here on Carla's Coffee House, HGB Canada. Stick around. We're going to have a good time tonight. Good evening, this is Carla. How are you all tonight? It is uh, December 30th already, 2018, almost time to ring in the new year. And we are going to have a special guest with us tonight that's actually, he is on tour. He's actually sitting right now um, uh, waiting to get on the ferry from Newfoundland over to Nova Scotia. And he's going to be touring up through Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and hard to say where else after that. I think he's just open to the road and whatever goes goes <laughs> that's going to be Stephen Lawrence and he has been on with HGB Canada since our early days of Hidden Gems broadcasting when we were uh, solely based out of Atlantic Canada now we reach as far as we can reach and hence the little bit of a name change so we're going to play you a Stephen song right now this is Far From Where You Are. It's one that we don't play on rotation, so it probably is a little bit new to you. So here we are with Stephen Lawrence. Gives you what you want. 
Stephen Lawrence with uh, one of his tracks, Far From Where You Are. And Stephen is on uh, in his car near the boat, ready to come to the mainland. So we're going to give Stephen a call right now. Let's see if we can uh, get him dialed up here. One ring-a-dingy. Well, Hello. <laughs> Good, and how are you? Oh, not bad. Just here, relaxing, waiting to load on the boat. <laughs> we just got done playing one of your tracks, Stephen, on uh, one of my favorite ones, Far From Where You Are. Oh, yes, yeah. That one was uh, in the top ten of the CBC search out competition here in uh, Newfoundland for uh, CBC, yeah. 2016, sorry. Wow. That was in top ten, yeah. Doesn't take time. Regional regional finalists regional finalists that's you know that's pretty impressive because that's the people voting for you that like your music right uh, i think that was the first step you go with judges and then the voting starts i think the way it goes i can't remember either because they've changed the yeah. contest a few times since since way back yes they have yeah they have been changing over the years yeah so you you're just getting ready to leave the rock right now aren't you yeah, and looking forward to it, and nervous, and all that fun stuff all at one time, mixed a bag of emotions. <laughs> uh, are you traveling if, if by anyone your... Ever tra if anyone ever travels doing this, then they know what it's like when you're hitting the road. Especially this time of year, because you just don't know what kind of you're going to get for weather. That's true, and actually it just took me... 
over two hours to go from Steenville to Port of Basque, which is usually about an hour and a half drive. Well. <laughs> it, was slip- it was slippery, and you know, you had to watch it for the moose, because we don't want one of those bigger, big buggers jumping in on you. No, especially this time of year, because I think they wear skates. Yeah, yeah. So you've been touring a little bit in Newfoundland before you head off to the mainland. What are some places yeah. that you've uh, played so far? I went to Gander at Thingamajiggers on Thursday, the twenty seventh. Then I and I stayed with my parents and I visited my son and visited my parents. Then uh, I headed to Springdale on the twenty eighth. And I did a early show from 5 to 8, and then they asked me to get back up and play again at 11, so I went back and did another show again at 11 o'clock. Then I got up the next day, and I drove to Stephenville, and I played at um, the Killet Cafe last night from 7 until 9. So how how's it feeling getting your legs back underneath you after, you know, not doing um, music this hardcore straight through and knowing you're not going to stop for a while either? Well... Uh, I'm pacing myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've I've been in cover bands long enough now to know and singing long enough to know what I can't eat and what I can drink and all that kind of stuff. What makes, you know, the back of your throat pasty and all that good stuff. So when you you learn through experience over the years, you kind of avoid a lot of things. So I'm hoping that's going to help out. I had no issue so far. I've done three four shows really in the last three days so no issues so far that's good and i hope you don't have any issues either um it's 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 hard on the body it's hard on the voice and it's going to be a little uh hard on the uh social life too i suppose in a way because you're leaving uh family behind to go tour and you're probably going to miss miss them and they're going to miss you uh, I don't know. I, I might miss them. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Give it another week or I'm so, a, right? Hi, Mom and Dad. <laughs> I hope they're listening right now and heard that shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, we'll give you the we'll give you the tape later, and you can play it for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what time? What time? Is that right? Yeah, Dad usually follows everything, and yeah. He's, he's one of the bigger supporters I have there. My brother Jim and Steve knows well. And of course, my brother Ron, uh, he actually sponsored a bit of this tour for me as well, his, his businesses. That's really nice. So you got the family actually behind you with this and, and helping you yeah. out. Yeah, they're helping out a little bit and throwing a little bit of cash my way to help me get along. And, you know, you can't do this stuff on your own. You just can't. No, that's true. And the last time that we talked, we were. Um, uh, both talking uh, probably what is about a year ago now, I think. Um, and there was a lot of things up in the air uh, for both of us. And um, since that time, you have been blessed to find some team support. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that's changed things for you and who these guys are? Well, um, I got in, he actually got in contact with me back in June, I believe it was, he contacted me and uh, wanted to know if I was interested in working with them. Uh, it's artillery music from uh, Frederick and Brunswick, actually, and there's probably a good reason why they contacted me, because they, well, I guess you were based out around there as well at one point, right? Yes, that's right. Right, so of course, uh, I, 
I guess uh, you you must have known them. And he said my name crossed his ears about three times in the last year or so. And wanted to know if I was interested in work with them. And of course, you know, if you can get a team behind you, you know, that's going to help you a lot. And ever since I told him that at that point in time, I can't do anything until the fall because I was I had a lot of gigs booked myself in Newfoundland, and I was also working full time for my brother. So I couldn't move anywhere until I was, I knew for a fact that I had the time to actually do this touring stuff. Because, you know, it, you're basically leaving everything behind. You're packing your three suitcases and your guitar and, and you're leaving, you know. That's all you're doing. So now since I've been with the Artillery Music as my booking agent, signed with them as a booking agent, um, they have right now 10 shows booked for me in January in New Brunswick area. And now they just started announcing the Nova Scotia dates for February. That's awesome. So you're going to be on the road for a while. Do you think you might even reach out into Ontario before you go back to the Rock? Uh... I'm not quite sure what the actual plan is right now, but I am game for anything. I even brought my passport just in case. <laughs> smart move, smart move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, you, you never know. You know, um, Fredericton's not that far away from the main border, so. That's true. We're only, uh, I think it's only about an hour and a half to get over to the to the state side. Yeah, so, you know, you never know what can happen. You don't know what the future holds, so try to prepare as much as you can, but. Be prepared to, or I guess you can't be prepared for everything, but, you know, there's going to be some surprises along the way, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I'm hoping that uh, you're not too beat after your tour, because I'd like to hook up with you again at that point, and, you know... I want to hear the tour stories. I want to hear how it happened and, and what, uh, you know, you took from it and stuff, because that's, you're going through the beginning process of it now, you know, you're playing basically your home crowd and now, now you're going into the unknown territory. Like this is your first tour, isn't it? On the mainland. Yes. And, and I'm actually, I played in Alberta before with cover bands when I lived up in Alberta. But I've never actually been out promoting my own music under my own name. And, you know, it's it's a lot different from just playing in cover bands. Yes, I'm going to be playing some cover material along with my original stuff at some shows. But, you know, that's just normal. We have to do that if we want to be able to butter our bread the next day. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, it gives us a nice little break to have some fun because we put so much pressure on ourselves for our own songs even though people yeah. don't maybe know them as well, but we do. <laughs> so we put more yeah, pressure, exactly. right? Funny thing is, actually, in Springdale at the top shelf there on Friday night, I actually forgot the lyrics to one of my own songs. It was hilarious. <laughs> I've done the same thing. I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, I was like, what the heck? I wrote this. <laughs> or I'll get what, I'll get the last verse first and the first verse last. You know, I'll and switch it up. Me. I, end up <laughs> I end up mixing up my verses. That's what happened. And then I just, I was thrown totally off then, right? Yep. Yeah, it, was, it was okay, though. I, you know, I beat myself through it and got through it. No, I don't even think anyone noticed. Are you getting good crowds out? Like, uh, when I say good crowds, I mean, we know what the, the maritime crowds can be like. I mean, they're they're scant, and then there's many. So, like, you know, it could be either or. So, are you getting a good average crowd out? I had one night in Springdale was a really good night when I did the two shows. Uh, 
Uh, the other two shows were very uh, quiet. But I did me, and who was there got to see me perform the way I perform, and that's what you got to do. You perform in front of two, 20, or 200. You got to give it your best shot. Exactly, and, and I, I always said that too. Like, it doesn't matter how many's at the show. You know, as far as performance goes, you always give 100%. And sometimes even two or three at the show can be the fun time because you can kind of let, let your hair down, so to speak, and have a yeah. little extra fun that you may not with a larger crowd, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get, you get to talk to people directly. So what time are you going to be landing in Nova Scotia? Uh, about 7 a.m. local time. So about 7.30 Newfoundland time. So you get to sleep on the boat tonight? Yes, that is the plan. Oh, I downloaded some Netflix, just in case. Just but then I'm, uh, I'm, heading up, I'm heading up then to Pugwash. Uh, I have a brother living up in Pugwash. So I'm going to go visit, gonna go visit the, him and his family now uh, for New Year's Eve. And then my first... The uh, gig is at the Barn House in Keswick. I know, I know where it is. You're gonna love it. It's so quaint. You're gonna love it, and I'm yeah. pushing my friends to come out. Look, I'm gonna be there January first. <laughs> it's on the actual New Year's Day. Oh, so you play in the afternoon? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what time it. I gotta actually contact booking agent Jamie and find out what time I'm supposed to be there, but. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be up all hours of the night partying. So it's. Uh, You're a working man now. Out. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got that out of my system in Stephenville last night. <laughs> <laughs> I celebrated my New Year's uh, with my brother and his wife and uh, and my nephew last night. So we had a good time, and they came out to the show and watched me play. Took some videos and lots of pictures, and you now they. Uh, big supporters as well huge supporters shares everything likes everything well yeah, I got, so I've got bought, I've got they bought extra shirts and you know Jeez, see that's that's awesome and you know like I am just so disappointed myself because like you know how long I was I in New Brunswick like New Brunswick's home for me and yes. you know I ended up having to come back to Ontario so I chose to come to the southern part of Ontario. Um, just happened that it worked out for me to come this direction. Um, but, like, I'm missing you. And I've been waiting for, like, however long we've known each other for you to be actually coming to New Brunswick to do this tour. And now you're yeah. coming, and I'm friggin' in Ontario. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there is talk of Quebec and Ontario as well. Good, because um, if you can get here, no, we're going to do it live. Yeah, no dates or nothing like that uh, set, nothing like that yet, but there has been talk of it. So I don't know when they're actually looking at that, but you know what? I'm at the point right now where I am game for anything. Well, I think, you know? I think it's, um, it's, it's, your music will go very well in Ontario. Actually, we, um, I'll give you a little, little, uh, idea um, and I can't say a whole lot about it because our New Year's Eve show is tomorrow night. So I can't really yeah. say a whole lot about the charts. But it's amazing. And we've got singer-songwriters from all over the world. Now, the the coolest thing is, um, 
I can see the stats from the radio station. They'll come up like maybe four hours afterwards and I can kind of take a look, you know, see how the music's doing. And that's how I kind of gather the the charts because <laughs> it's it's listener based. It's if people are listening or they're tuning in when your song comes on, they're staying to listen. There's a whole bunch that goes yeah. into that. So it's all about the people liking the music. And what's really cool is um, we don't have a lot of listeners anymore in Atlantic Canada since I came out this way, uh, out of sight, out of mind, I guess. But their yeah, music, yeah. the Atlantic Canadian music, is like doing so well everywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. People are tuning in. It's it's a, And you'll see on the charts when they come out, it's basically Atlantic Canadian music with a few uh, other people thrown in there. But it's uh, oh, wow. it's something very very unique, and I, I and I didn't really see that before. I knew it was there, but to see the numbers, it's pretty impressive. And I, and I know that if you do do a tour out in Ontario and Quebec, I know the music's going to go over great. Apparently, I have been told that our music in Ontario is like a hotbed, like this oh, yeah. type of country that we do. That's what I've been told. I haven't tried yeah. it myself yet. I'm a little shy about getting back out there again. Um, but yeah, so I know if you guys get out this way, it's it's going to be great. And I'll open for you this time. <laughs> yeah. We'll find a spot in Brampton there, you know. So when I get home from work, I can just roll off and, and go do a couple of tunes and say, hey, here's Steven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I... Uh... I think that the plan is right now I'm just doing these solo acoustic shows and the plan as far as I understand at this point is once I'm done the next couple months with this promotional tour uh, I'm going to be rehearsing with a full band as well so I'll be having a full band up in New Brunswick uh, that's able to tour with me that's awesome. That is awesome. It sounds like you you really have hit the jackpot for the team. And I, I don't know Jamie very well, um, but we have uh, on, on various occasions have spoken. We were actually going to do a band together at one point, and it just didn't work out for timing, work, and all that stuff that happens to regular life people. But uh, yeah. I know I know you've got a good team there. Um, Jamie's an experienced person in the industry. And uh, I know that uh, he'll do good by you, and you'll you'll oh. get quite far. At least, at least on the road. <laughs> That's oh my goodness! I know you can't do it all by yourself. Speaking of That's which, in, you know, I know like somebody was saying, "Well, can't you're an indie?" And I said, "Yeah, there's that indie just means you're not on a label." I said because you really need um, a good support system to do this. You yeah. can't you can't build it by yeah. yourself. Yeah, and a major label is what you you know you're looking for. That's what we're all aiming for is the major labels because you know then there's a, a whack of money thrown behind you for recordings and videos and touring and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You know, and it, but you know that comes with uh, after all the hard work's already put in. That's how that gets built. You got to build. You got to start building yourself, then you get a team behind you, and then you build to the extra stages. You keep building and building and building until you actually get to that point mm, yeah now, none of this comes out, none of this comes comes along easy and it's never going to be for most people it's it's not an overnight sensation thing it's a works your arse off for how many odd years to do it 
That's right. And, you yeah. know, that... And you know what? If I get one song that's a hit and I get my 15 minutes of fame, I might be satisfied with that, but I doubt it. But, you know, I might be satisfied with that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so true. It's like, you know, the the major labels and whatnot too, they're just yeah people people don't seem to realize the like we're in a day and age where the major labels can't do it either very well. That's why you see cookie cutter songs come out and there there's a hit and then you don't hear from the band again because there's there's no staying power in the industry anymore as far as the listeners go and as far as the industry itself goes. Because you go to a major label Basically, they're like a bank. They give you a loan by backing you, and you have to come good for that. So you've got to go out and sell those albums. You've got to make those hits. And if you don't, well, they're going to call the loan in, and you're done. So it's very risky, risky business. I think it's almost safer to be an indie artist, find your niche, find your fans, and, you know, do what you love to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know... That's the way the music business has been going now for the last quite a few years, actually. Yeah, yeah, it sure has. But, you know, when it comes to radio play, you know, it's I find it very difficult to get radio play without actually paying DMDS and then getting someone to promote it for you and contacting all these pr- promoters and producers of the shows. It's very difficult to get actual radio play. It is, and, and the radio play you might get depends on the you know, what they're told to do from their sponsors and the demographics they're trying to reach and blah, 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 and it goes on and on. Yeah. It's a business is what it is. And yeah. the creative side of it can really get kicked in the knees. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it, you're right, it is. And that's why HGB Canada became what it is because it's, it's that, it's filling in the gap. Like I want to hear listeners, I want to hear songs that listeners enjoy. That's why we do the charting that way. We don't do it based on how many records you sold, how many streams you got, how many like uh, likes on your Facebook and your Twitter. We do it by yeah. listeners. What are they resp- are they responding to your music? And then that's the feedback uh-huh. we can give to the artists. You know, saying you know people like this, or you know your song's not doing so well. Um, we'll try it for a little while longer. If it doesn't do well. It's a learning curve, you know, it's, it's just, and you know, that song may not do well this year, but like Waylon Jennings, 20 years later becomes a major hit, (laughs) you know, like he, he had that album out. I forget how long before it became like, you know, hot stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and it's just a lot of hard work. Yes. A lot of playing in front of two people or four people or 10 people. Yeah. You have to do that. And you, but you have to realize, you know, that has to be done. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. And look at the artists like John Prine. He is such, he's such an iconic artist. Everybody knows his name, even if they don't know a lot of his music. They know his name. And yeah. 70 years old, he gets his first hit and he wasn't trying. Yeah. You I know? know. <laughs> yeah. Just well, happened. You know what? At 45, I'm not too late yet. No, you're not. you got a few years ahead of you yet. (laughs) (laughs) The vote don't sing tonight. Don't say say stuff like that. Oh, my God. I'll be watching you on the CBC News tomorrow coming with a little dingy. (laughs) So what... (laughs) Seagull sitting on it, singing a song to you. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's it's quite a, it's quite a job. But you know, I think too some of the things that I mean, I didn't go on a major tour like you're doing. I mean, it, it was it, it it was so so. It was you know enough, and I only played a couple of songs, maybe three at the most, because there was a large group of us there last spring. But I found what the what the biggest lesson for me that I took out of that tour, and I'm glad I did it, because what, uh, I mean, it cost me a mint to do it, but what was most interesting was the relationships that you build with other people and the lessons that you learn about yourself and you learn about other people, you learn about the industry, you learn about your craft, it's, it's, you can't buy that, you know, really. You, you can't go to school and learn it. Yeah. You can't get the no. advice from anybody. Going out and doing it yourself really shows you who you are, you know. And it, and like yeah. you said, the nerves and the excitement and all the things that come with it. It's a pretty profound um, school of hard knocks learning, but it's it's very valuable. Yes. I, I missed that one, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, we missed you too. Yeah, I, I I couldn't do that one last year. I just uh, I could not afford to do that. I was not in the wasn't in the cards for me at the time. No, and you know what? I don't think it would have been worth it for you at the time either, because uh, the type of tour that it ended it ended up being. I mean, for the distance that you would have come, um, like I had family out here, so like that's the other reason I said okay, like I'll do that. Because I get to yeah. see my family at the same time who I hadn't seen in a, in a few years. So it was kind of like a win for me that way. But you needed to showcase yourself more than like 15, 15 minutes yeah. on two or three songs. And for me, yeah, yeah. I was doing other things. I was um, building my radio station. I was doing, you know, a whole bunch of different things and basically out for a vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I could. I couldn't afford to be doing a vacation. Oh, I shouldn't have, because when I came, I got sick out here, and that was it, man. I went home and couldn't get back on my feet, and then I got lugged to Ontario yeah. shortly after that. Okay, you're coming back here to stay then. Yeah. But now, do you have any, like, do you have any ambitions on this tour? Like, is there something you want to see happen for you personally? Not necessarily with your music, but... Are, are, do you have a feeling or a want of something that, that you'd, you'd like to see happen on this tour that you've never experienced before? Well, um, for me, it's a building process I'm finding. Like, I try, I'm trying to build a fan base. Um, I even, I'm hoping that once I start building a fan base, uh, in other places that my fan base will build back here in Newfoundland as well because I found it really difficult the last couple of years to get shows. It's been very difficult in Newfoundland to actually get shows over the last couple of years. You know, the, I guess the economy and whatnot has hurt the music industry a lot here. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, I will be considered for the bigger shows back home next summer because I'm beating the road over the winter here. You know, I'm hoping to get the bigger shows in, I hope to get some festivals in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, and hopefully up in Ontario, as that, as places like that as well. You know, that's my ambition, to actually get the bigger shows, the festivals and that. That's where I want to be. 
Well, I think you're doing the right thing with the stepping stones because, you know, somebody said something to me one time and I'll tell you who it was. It was JP Cormier and he did my album. He produced my album and he had some really amazing thoughts. He's been in the industry many years. He's been offered labels. He's refused it because he wanted to keep his autonomy, you know, and one of the things yeah. that he told me, he said, you know, Carly, he said, you can make a living, a good living doing music. He said, but you have to find your niche. You have to find your fans. He said, and you have to build them one fan at a time. Yeah. And that that's just that, exactly what you just said. And that's difficult to do. Very difficult to do. Um, you know, I'm doing this by myself. I'm in the car by myself. I, you know, I have my acoustic and a little tiny small sound system brought with me, a little boy's bow system. And, you know, there's, it's just me. The focus is directly on me as well. So I guess I don't have a, I don't have a band behind me to really rely on. You know, I'm like, I'm a bass player that's playing guitar. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I can hack through a couple hundred songs on guitar, no problem, yes. Uh, and I think that after the next two months of playing guitar on a, a much regular basis, well, much more regular basis than I have been, um, my guitar playing and my voice should um, improve, I'd say, a hundred times in the next two months. You know, because it's, it's practice, practice, practice makes perfect. Oh, absolutely. So every, show, every show, no matter if it's two people, 20 people, or 200, like I said before, you know, you give it your best shot, and there's no better practice than live practice. That is, that's the absolute truth, and you're right. You will get better, and you'll get more comfortable, and you'll get better, and I, I feel so bad because, like, I haven't done anything since last year. Like, I really haven't played anywhere because work has taken my life over pretty much. And I, I went all that hard work to get good. <laughs> yeah. And it went down the drain that fast. But it just takes some yeah. time to do it again. So I, I totally get what you're saying. And now, you have one album out or two? I have uh, two EPs out, six song length EPs. I have, uh, the first one was uh, Make You Believe EP, and then I released Country Style EP September of last year, and I just released a new single December 14th. Because we're going to play that new single at the end of the show, but now okay. you have, um, we talked about your style before, and it's, you've really fall into the new country style. It's, you got that sound of rock to the country but there's such you know you got the elements that are there um i call you the eagles because you can just cross over into any genre you want basically with your style of music now you're a bass player how difficult is that for you uh to translate what you want a guitar player to come out of when you're writing a song it, do you write in bass or do you write in guitar I got one for Christmas. It was a hundred dollars. Some one, one of the guys in college was selling his guitar, and my parents bought it me for me for Christmas. You know, at 23 years old, and I only really picked that up as a, a writing tool. 
to help write. Because I was trying to write songs with the bass, and it's very darn difficult to try to write a song <laughs> with the bass. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. What drew you to the bass in the first place to play? Pardon me? What drew you to the bass to, to, for, as, as an instrument in the first place? You want me to be totally honest? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, well, the, boy, the guys that were hanging out at the time had a band going on. They were looking for a bass player, and they were getting lots of girls. So I was like, hey, <laughs> this can help me with the ladies. <laughs> How did I know that? I think that's the reason we all picked up an instrument in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you, you can show, show, show people that you have rhythm and... You know, being in the spotlight, it it doesn't help. I mean, it doesn't hurt. That's for sure. You know, uh, but you know, of course, the the stigma with it is almost gone compared to what it was back in the '80s. Of course, right? Yeah. And there was a bad stigma for musicians in the '80s, and rightfully so. A lot of the, the the big acts that were going through, even some of the small acts who thought they were big acts, were you know pretty shady characters uh, so you know that stigma still sticks a lot of musicians as well I'm like you know people think that because you're a musician you're gonna be up drinking all night and doing drugs and partying and doing whatnot and I'm, I'm up on stage with a cup of tea and a, and a, and a bottle of water <laughs> and you know I'm, I'm having my old man naps before I go on stage <laughs> <laughs> yeah you need that energy man <laughs> well and I've been like it for 20 years. I've been taking my old man naps before every show. If I don't get at least 20 minutes to a half hour in, hopefully 45 minutes in, you know, before a show, I feel dragged on stage by the time the end of the show runs out because there's a lot of energy being expelled at, 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 while you're on stage. Oh, there is. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Stephen, because uh, when you said, you know, you're dragging on stage, I have been there where, you know, it's like you barely can open your mouth, you're that full of exhaustion and you know yeah. you have to find it somewhere inside of yourself to pull out the kind of energy that you need to perform at your you know your very best and that's challenging Especially when you're playing in front of a small crowd yeah yeah because you're, you're noticing feeding out the energy from a bigger crowd you know i'm like i played at bars with cover bands over the last 20 odd years and i've been, i played shows where there was 400 people there and the place was popping. It was hopping. And they, they were like puppets on strings. If I said, say, hey, the whole place was, hey, right? So it was, you know, you feed off that energy a lot of times when you <laughs> have a big crowd. When you have a small crowd, you really got to, you can't say, say, hey. You got one guy in the background saying, hey. <laughs> and that's it, right? <laughs> that ain't going to work. <laughs> no. <laughs> But you try. So you got to pull your energy from some. You got to pull your energy from somewhere. <laughs> you know, I I played shows where, you know, there's a hundred people in a bar and you don't get not one clap. Yeah. Not one person. Not one person danced. There was no feedback from the crowd whatsoever. And you get off stage and they walk up and you say, "Boy, that was a great show." <laughs> and you're like, "What the hell?" I was like. No one danced. There was not a clap, you know, like it, it and you start second guessing yourself then. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? I'm you're thinking, man, do we suck? Or like, is our sound bad? Can they hear us? You know, tap your mic, say, hey, check one, two. Is this thing working? Yep. Uh, you know, but, you know, but 
trying to get the energy in a smaller crowd, it, it's difficult. And the old man nap helps a lot. Well, I guess for you, it'd have to be an old woman nap, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you know, that's a good point that you made, though, that, you know, like, and I, I've had that happen as well. Like, you know, not as often because of the style of, of shows that I do. So they're they're kind of um, depends. Some Most of them are, are kind of more on the laid back level especially with the places i play because you know sometimes you're playing in a restaurant area well you don't want a whole lot of feedback from the crowd because you're going to disturb (laughs) the other ones that don't really want to listen to it um but you know maybe it's our very difficult they are they're hard and people doesn't don't think they go oh that's nice you play in a restaurant you really don't know how hard that is because you oh, yeah. have you have to keep a balance, and as your energy level gets up, because you might have a few in you know close by you that are engaging, you know, and they're yeah. they're wanting to engage, but you got to keep bringing it down because you can't over engage so that you know the guys down the row a little bit that set away from you because they don't want to engage that heavily. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a delicate act, right? That's for sure. But I think sometimes maybe it's our own expectations of what we think we should be getting from the audience. Like you said, like, you know, Buddy comes up to you and says, hey, great show. It was an awesome show. Loved it. But he didn't dance, didn't clap, probably didn't turn around, probably kept his face in his drink and drank all night and talked to his buddies. But that expectation that we have from our audience, maybe we're putting too much on ourselves as well. Maybe what we should be doing is just finding the one person or even ourselves, and have a good time doing it, and let the chips fall where they may. I'm not sure what yeah. the answer is, but that is a really good point. Yeah, well, that's what you have to do. You have to basically get the job done. Do do whatever you're going to do when there's a big crowd and they're all engaged, and try to. You know, it's it's a very difficult situation, but you got to try. Give it your best shot. You know, my acoustic show was more laid back than my live band show. That would be natural. Yes. Definitely natural. So I, play, yeah. I, play, I play more mid-tempo and softer songs with my acoustic than I do with the live band. But it, when I play with the band, I may do three slow songs out of a 45-set night, a 45-song set night, you know? Like, there might be three slow songs in there. Everything else is upbeat and keep the people dancing type of thing, right? That's right, yep. But, you know, when I play in the acoustic, I am more laid back a little bit. And I do like picking it up, trying to pick it up, you know, to get people motivated to get up and dance. Or, But, you know, an acoustic show, there's only so much pickup you can do. That's true. And it depends you know? on the audience, too, because some people, you know, they will um, amazingly get up and dance to anything because they love to dance. And there's a crowd that doesn't, yeah. you know. <laughs> so it depends on where you play, who comes to see you. Yeah. It's And that's one of the cool things about being a touring musician or a musician that plays live in different venues and not the same ones over and over again is you've got this learning curve constantly. Like it's, it's not pre-laid yeah. out for you. Like you don't know what who's going to be walking into the venue and uh, what their expectations of you are going to be and what they want from you. And it kind of guides itself as you're playing along, don't you find? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'm... This, this next two months is going to be a, a big learning curve for me. Huge. I think so, at least. Oh, it will. I think anytime you're do, you, we do this kind of stuff, uh, no matter how many years you're at it, I think you keep learning something new all the time. 
because people are people are fluid people change you know like you know that i think that's why there's so many complaints about you know the music industry changing well people change so i mean it's you're not going to catch up with the, with human beings because they're constantly changing evolving um having new ideas you know new stresses are in their lives uh, you just don't yeah, know what you're going to hit <laughs> everybody's unique that's right so. yeah so now i wanted to ask you another question and I can't remember what it was because, you know, I got that CRS there. Can't remember shit. <laughs> but uh, which, okay, you're going to the barn house on the 1st, so New Year's Day. New Year's Day, yeah. And you're going to be seeing my friends at the Hollywood Star Room. Yes, that is in a little bit later in January. Let me see the date. I'm just going to look up the date here. I think it's in about three weeks from now. I'm going to be at, at the um, Hollywood Star Room. I think it's what you call it, right? Yes. Yep. And that is a beautiful venue. You're going to fall totally in love with it there. You're going to love the barn house. Yeah, all the places that uh, uh, Artillery Music has got you hooked up into that I've seen, you're you're going to enjoy the crowds there. I, and they're going to enjoy you. I just know it. You're going to you're oh, you're going to not yeah. want to go home. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm out here in Ontario thinking every time somebody puts a live video up, geez, I wish I was back there, you know, hanging out and doing that. But I don't get no work done because I'm having too much fun hanging out. <laughs> Live- <laughs> no, it shouldn't be, right? We're allowed. Um, internet is slow. I can't get the date. The internet is really slow here at, on the dock. Oh, yeah, I bet it would be. Yeah, it's like not doing a thing here for me now oh, so okay. i want to ex- i want to explain something to somebody while you're trying your internet out there for for the date for the hollywood star room um yeah if if our listeners are listening right now and they're going where the heck is he getting on a boat well if you look on the map Stephen is in canada he is on that little piece of island it looks like out in the north atlantic ocean and he's heading on a ferry and what it's about a 14 is it from where you're coming or are you taking the porto basque i'm taking porto basque yeah okay so it's about what eight to ten eight eight hour boat ride yeah yeah okay so he's on the west side coming over uh heading towards uh nova scotia where he will get off the boat and he's going to be touring that little section in there called nb pei um nova scotia uh, for the first portion of his tour unless more stuff comes up so he's heading to new brunswick basically first and then he'll be going back home towards uh newfoundland he'll be heading towards uh um nova scotia now did, did you get anything on pei will you be going over there i haven't heard anything about pei yet i think it's kind of slow in the winter time yeah uh, look, I'd love to be over there during Cavendish because you know I've always wanted to go to Cavendish Beach Festival. Oh yeah. <laughs> never been able, but never been able to get over there because it's just too expensive to go across the island, take the ferry to go across, go up to PEI, you know, and then you're staying for a couple of days and you're driving back again, take the ferry again. You know, there's nothing cheap about it. And I live in St. John's in Newfoundland, so that's another nine to ten hour drive. <laughs> Holy cow, man! <laughs> Yeah. You're going to be one seasoned so, warrior when you're, you know, done this tour. 
Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, it's uh, but it's I I think it's going to be worth it. Oh, I think so too. And I'm really excited for you. Like when I heard that you were going on tour, I was like, oh, finally, I'm really excited about this. This is going to be awesome. And now, do you got any shout outs that you would like to uh, give to a few people? Well, of course, my brother, uh, businesses decided to throw me some cash to help me out. Uh, Life Home Furnishings in St. John's and actually have a another location in Dartmouth. And uh, he also has a quick cash as well in Dartmouth and in St. John's. And, of course, my friends at Artillery Music, Jamie Norad, um, and uh, my manager, Grant Knoll, with World Music Stage Records as well, of course. And mom and dad, and my brothers, you know, Johnny, Jimmy, Bobby, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on, I want to be down there so bad, because I, I just know we would have a, a great time together. Yeah, yeah, it, it, well, it could get interesting sometimes, so that's for sure. I'd you sit know, in the audience and, and throw spitballs at you is what I'd do, try to distract you. This is, I, I'm the brat in the crowd. <laughs> do you know I had people spit, throwing ice at me one night? That's the honest to God truth. I was hearing this bing, bing. I was like, what the heck is that? And when I realized it, it was the two bartenders I knew were throwing ice at me and pretending they weren't doing it. I was like, you little <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was hilarious <laughs> i think they're kind of a couple of bartenders after my own heart i kind of like that sort of thing uh, yeah <laughs> tickets yeah that was that was quite a few years ago actually but you know it was funny but i, was, I was, didn't know what the heck was going on so now with the, just to go about in the future here a little bit so now you just put out uh i want to talk about the new song that you put out because that's what we're going to actually end the show on today is we're going to take it out on that and okay. this song went up on the charts fast and i knew it would because it's got the elements in it that everybody loves no matter what genre you like it has those elements in it now you did this one we would call it acoustic style right and you wrote it, co-wrote it with, is it Kelly? Yes, my buddy Kelly Rose, actually. Uh, that is the first song him and I ever wrote together. And that song was written back in 2016. Wow. Yes, 2000, that, 2016 that song was written. And, of course, my myself and, uh, you know, we wrote quite a few since then together. Uh, I believe we have, well, Behind Me is on the Country Style EP. Him and I wrote that together. And then we wrote probably another six or seven together since then as well. So are are you guys going to be putting out more songs? Yes. Uh, the plan right now is on my downtime in the Fredericton area, I'm going to be hitting the studio there with Jamie and them. Okay. And I'm going to be doing uh, some recording oh. there as well on my days, on my days that I'm, d- I'm down. So, you know, it's still going to be musical influence no matter what day I'm, I'm going to be there. It's, you know, the focus is music at this point in time. So this is great news. I'm giving it my 110% all. So we're going to be up to recording. We're going to be uh, releasing some new songs as well. Um, Jamie also uh, somehow arranged to get Vince Gill's guitar player to play on my next single. Um, and that's amazing. You know, uh, 
uh, I don't know how he did it, but he managed to do it somehow. Money, honey. That's, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that, that's going to be an experience alone. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. So, and you know, uh, my goal is I want to get to Nashville before the end of this year. Or not this year, because that's tomorrow, but 2019. <laughs> you know, 2019, my goal is to get to Nashville. I've never been to Nashville. I had the opportunity in 2011 to go to Nashville and meet up with a manager down there, and I didn't take that opportunity. I moved back to Newfoundland instead. So now I'm itching to get down there and see everything. Oh, you're going to love it. And I'm a member of SOCAN, so, you know, the SOCAN members can go down there and stay at the uh, SOCAN house for free as long as they're down there uh, promoting their music or writing. I'd like to go down and co-write with a couple people. I didn't know that. So SOCAN has a house you can stay for free down there? In Nashville, yeah, and they also have one in L.A. Get out! You're going to have to give me some more information on this privately. (laughs) All you got to do is go to SOCAN.ca. It's right on their website. See, I'm so busy looking at radio stuff, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, uh, and I've planned for the last two years, ever since I've been releasing my own music in 2016, I was like, I got to get to Nashville. I got to get to Nashville. And, you know, uh, life decided to tell me, you're not going to Nashville. You're not going on tour. You're not doing none of that, buddy. You're staying right here on this rock until I'm letting you go. Life tends to do that, but then you know that you break the chains, everything kind of lines up the way that it's supposed to, and bam, you're you're on your way. Well, you know what, Stephen, right. I really enjoyed our conversation again tonight, and I really hope your tour goes well. We will be talking. Uh, definitely, I'll be you know texting you to see how things are going, and hopefully yeah. by towards the end of your tour a little bit, Maybe we can hook up again uh, and find out like how it went and get some feedback, even if you can't talk for long. See, see if we can see, talk see, for a while. See if I have any hair left on my head. Or, exactly, you know. you know, spitball stuck in your, you know, beard, anything like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And if people want to check the dates, uh, they can go actually on. Uh, I have two domain addresses: www.stephenblawrence.ca or stephenblawrence.com, and that'll bring you right to my booking site with World Music Stage Records, and all the dates are listed. And on that site yes so check that out folks go there um folks in new brunswick and nova scotia you know share his page let people know come out and support him i mean he's coming farther than if he was coming from china honestly (laughs) (laughs) it's a long road (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to play this one out with uh the new cut that uh steven's done it's called only you it went wild on uh, the HGB charts. People are loving this song. So I want to say thanks to you, Stephen, and we're going to take it out right now with uh, Only You. And you have good luck on your tour, and we'll talk to you real soon. Yes, great. Thank you very much. Okay, talk to you later, Stephen. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay, so this well, is Only You by Stephen Lawrence. And I want to thank you for listening to Carlos Country Mile, and we will be back on Tuesday night with another guest. Yeah. So